let's talk about your time here at Freedom. So you've been here combined now how long? Probably a little little over a year, probably in between a year and, and a year and a half, somewhere okay. in that ballpark. Uh, probably a little closer to the year and a half rather than the year, um, but somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. So. How do you how do you like the job? I love it. What yep. do you do? I pick up trash. <laughs> right. So you I do, drive a truck and I pick up trash. Yeah, you do a lot of the out of town like yep. country routes um, in like St. Francis County, St. Genevieve County. Yep. I'm I'm mostly rural with a <clears throat> with a touch of town in the lines of Bismarck, but that's the only day that I'm really in town. So yeah. Yeah. How do you like the rural routes? Uh, they're a lot better than the in town routes. In but, town, you just get to look at a bunch of houses. I get to look at the landscape and uh, um, and different types of houses all over the place. I mean, it's it's not in town where generally every house kind of looks the same. I get to see different people's perspectives and the lines of what they want out of their houses. So they, I mean, it could range from a log cabin to a to a uh, one of these portable sheds that somebody remodeled. So it's just all over the place. Yeah, and. You run the routes that I used to run. Correct. Um, And I know it was always really cool to go out in the rural routes and see everybody, kind of how they set up their house, how they set out the layout of, you know, of their land, their home, stuff like that. You really see some variables out there. Oh, yeah. And I always enjoyed that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, today is actually my favorite day of the week in the lines of the rural aspect of it. I have a lot of doorstops in the lines of I have to drive all the way up these people's uh, two and a half mile long driveway to pick up two bags of trash out of a 50 gallon trash can. So, um, I get to see a lot of what, how they have each individual house set up and rather than just seeing it from the road and it looks cool. I actually get a, almost a hands-on look at it. Right. You're at their porch, you know, yep. usually you're yeah, behind right their house there, or yeah. behind their barn mm-hmm. or whatever, sure. yep. wherever their stuff is. And then you get to interact with the dogs. Oh yeah, that's my Monday route. I got two, two, two dogs that are pretty awesome. Yeah. Granted, this week it was a little rough. Um, I don't know their names. I don't have the slightest idea. One's a black lab and one's a brown lab. There, you got the brown one's a female. The black one's a, a male. Just he's huge. He's got a noggin on him the size of, I mean, it's big. Well, as soon as you kick the the e brake on the truck, both of them are just full bore running at you trying to trying to get up to you so they can pet you can pet them well the black dog he doesn't leave your side from the time you get out of the truck till the time you get back in the truck well this week he comes up and i start petting him like i normally do just petting the crap out of him and he uh and then i grab the trash can and i go to dump it and then i i just smell this reek of fish well i didn't realize it but this dog had been rolling in a pile of just i guess dead fish guts and i'm telling you it was bad oh it was bad i didn't realize it until after i was like oh my god what did i just do (laughs) so it just oh it was bad and i'm I'm talking the freedom from from waste uh hand sanitizer i use like three quarters of the bottle just to get rid of the smell (laughs) it was so bad so that's bad have you ever had any instances with uh like dogs bark at you or like come at you where they think that well that's today's route or like where we you're gonna a, attack you we got a dog we call Cujo and he's he's intense 
And not only is he intense, but he's a he's a really large dog, and the fence that he's in is only like three foot high. So when you and then the customer's can that you pick up, it's directly against this three foot high fence. So when you go up, you run up to the to the fence and you grab the two cans and you go to pull them away from the fence. And this dog just stands up and he's like eye to eye with you, and he's just going ham. He does not like you there. Which is crazy, too, because whenever I first started running the route a year and a half ago, I mean, I could pet this dog. I could, I leaned over the fence every single Wednesday, I mean, every single Tuesday, scratched his head, played with him, gave him a treat, and never once did he bark at me. And then, I don't know, something just flipped, and he decided he didn't like me anymore. Hmm. So now I tread lightly on that individual Stop. So, but outside of that, I don't really have any other dogs. I mean, sometimes you might run into a dog that just gets a little freaked out from the truck and then he comes up real timid and looks like he's going to mess with you. But as long as you show them a little love, they don't mess with you. Well, it is crazy. I've had dogs like charge at me. Yep. Like they were going to attack me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're barking, they're foaming, they're biting, you know, nipping at the air and then they get to you. And then you just pet them, yep. and that's all you can do, you know, because they're already at you. Oh, yeah. You know, no so if they're going to bite you, it. you're already bit. Yeah. Uh, but I've never been bit, and you can start petting the dog, and they go from with their hair standing up on the back of their neck, and they're going to eat you to, eh, we're fine. Yep. You know, you're my buddy. And then I've had some dogs that won't let me get out of the truck, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this dog literally is going to bite me. I'm done. Yep. I had a <laughs> talking on to the, the scared of being bit dog um i had another stop that this dog had always been on a chain i never once i mean he always yelled at me whenever i backed into the driveway to grab this certain customer's can and i've never once been afraid of a single dog on the route anytime whatsoever until this dog so i backed up in there it's it's another stop that you back all the way up into the driveway i get into the driveway i hop out the guy's got i think three four cans so I get to dump in the cans, and then I realized that the dog was not on his chain. So it's normally off the side of the porch, just yelling at you, letting you know that he don't like that you're there. And I had realized that the dog wasn't on the chain as I'm on the wrong side of the truck, and I'm the furthest away from the driver door as I can get. So this dog decides he doesn't want me want me on the property. So he comes up and he just he chased me all the way up the truck. So I scaled the truck. Did you scale the back of it? Oh, scaled all yeah. the way up to the top of the truck, walked <clears throat> across the top of the truck, and then went in the driver window to get back into the <laughs> truck because he would not let me touch the ground. Yeah. If I got within a foot of the ground, he was at the edge of the truck just perched up on the back of the truck. So... I had that was the only instance on the whole time I've worked here where I've ever was afraid I was going to get bit. Don't get me wrong, my Wednesday dog scares the bejesus out of me every time I go to this individual stop. But outside of that guy, he's controllable because he's in a fence. But outside of that, that was the only other instance I've ever been afraid to get bit. So I had one that was close. I actually used the (coughs) uh, trash can. As a blocker between yep. me mm-hmm. and the dog. Uh, the, I've only ever seen the dog out one time at this house. 
I didn't even know they had a dog. And it was a big old boxer. And this thing came running at me. And the guy's outside. He said, don't let that dog get you. It'll bite you. And I'm standing off. And, and we're in the middle of a two-lane mm-hmm. highway with 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, <laughs> right? So I'm in my lane uh, going north. And southbound traffic's behind me. I get the truck stopped. I'm dumping the can. Here comes the dog. And this guy's yelling at me, hey, don't let the dog get close to you. He's going to bite you. You know, so I'm using the can and, and keeping the can between us. And we're doing circles oh, yeah. and dancing. And the dog's trying to get around <laughs> me. Um, and then so the guy goes inside to get the woman, I guess, that's whose dog it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the owner. I don't know, you know, however it worked out. But so she's outside. She's coming outside to get her dog. She's moving slow. The dog's still trying to get me. He's got me backed up into oncoming traffic. And I got to watch behind me to make sure I don't step out. Because these cars that are coming, they can't see me. I mean, trash guys get hit all the time. Um, gosh, I think there's already been, I mean, just, I was just reading an article this morning. I think there's been seven trashmen hit in the country this, oh, I was, I was this month already i was listening to the radio i think yesterday actually and on uh, uh 105.7 the point they were talking about the most dangerous jobs and going from the top to the bottom yeah listen them and i think i'm almost positive the waste industry is like number six yeah five or six yeah, yeah five or six on the national list it would be higher too but not but people have moved to the automated trucks and the front load trucks we're still using the conventional rear load so our actual position would be higher on that than five or six well that's another aspect of it too it it also comes down to proper training in the job i mean i'm my head's on a swivel i mean i'm by myself all the time and my head's on a swivel 110 percent of the time so I feel like the situation is controllable. The only aspect that it's not controllable is if a car is to hit the truck coming from the front of the truck while you're in the back of the truck. Yeah. Outside of that aspect, I think the the whole situation is a controllable. But it's really it has to be controlled. It's like driving a Jeep down the road. You really (laughs) you're really controlling this. And then and then on that aspect of it too, um I you just can't you have to make sure that people understand that they need to be on a swivel all the time yeah so yeah as far as our employees it's, go it's and definitely, our a da- definitely a dangerous job yeah and then the customers in the community that you're in luckily we are in a little bit of a rural community and sometimes it's hard to remember because we do have quite a few close close calls or have had you know it oh, just happens yeah. when you're out on the job yeah. um because of how dangerous it is and where you're working mm-hmm. i mean you're you're imagine being a road crew I mean, that's what we are, is we're a road crew without mm-hmm. any of the signs, hey, we're working in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, and it's basically a surprise for everyone when they get to us and we're there. Uh, so it is extremely dangerous. Um, but along with that, it, the area that we do have is people are used to, say, trucks or trailers or, or horses or wagons or whatever, uh, you know, around tractors taking up and yeah. going slow down the road. So luckily we live in that type of community. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the trash business is crazy. We can talk about, uh, I mean, just crazy. dogs and how dangerous it is and close calls for, for risking, I mean, trash, mm-hmm. you know, right. Just to, just to dump that trash game. We're out there yep. risking our life every day, uh, you know, all day. But what is some of the craziest stuff you've seen? Either things that people have thrown away or maybe when you get to somebody's house. Everybody's got got some crazy stories. Uh, I mean, I've seen people throw away a lot of stuff that they probably shouldn't. But, uh, I mean, people's driveways are pretty crazy. They're not definitely not meant for a truck. 
And then they uh, want you to come up yeah, there all the time. Yeah, and then they want you to come up there all the time, every yeah. day, all day. Um, With tree branches hitting you in the windshield. 100%. Yeah. yeah, every time. And that's even after you tell them to trim it, and they come through and trim it, and they just, I don't know if they just don't realize that the truck's bigger than they are or what they just go through with the chainsaw and cut all the wrong branches off or what do you think is like the you know, we all have trash finds right that's another thing that when you become a trash man that's one oh, of the yeah. first things you kind of get introduced you start grabbing stuff yeah grabbing stuff grab you're like wait yep. what don't throw this away don't throw that away i mean just last was it last week or the week before um somebody brought in a uh um saw in the case mm-hmm Milwaukee Salzaw in the case. Yep. They had everything, plugged it in. It was a corded one. We plugged it in. Worked just fine. Yeah, just fine. I mean, I run into that a lot. This last week, um, I mean, I don't dumpster dive. If something is in the dumpster, I'm not going to dig it out. That's just my personal cleanliness. I don't mess with any of that. But uh, nine times out of ten, if somebody has something that they don't want anymore and it's not junk... They'll leave it sitting next to the trash can. Like this last week, I'm really upset about it, too. It really just P.O.'d me. So I pull up to the stop, and it has a wooden rocking chair that it looked looked like somebody had tried to do a little renovation on it and, and redo it and bring it back to life kind of a deal, and they just gave up. I mean, they put a little bit of paint on it and might have sanded... Uh, six inches of it and then they're like yeah this ain't for me well i left it there i'm not going to throw that in the back of the truck because the only thing that was wrong with it is it needed a little bit of tlc on the arms the arms were a little loose so you needed to pull the arms back off re-glue them and then uh and then that was about it and then you needed to put a new sand it down and put a new coat of lacquer thinner or some other type of stain whatever you decide to do um but i was stoked about it so I left it there because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I was coming back out there with an empty truck, so I was gonna swing back out, throw it into the back of the truck once I was done for the day, to where I didn't have to crush it because I can't fit it in the front of the truck. Right. So I was gonna throw it in the back of the truck, leave it there, take it back to the shop, and then I was gonna take it home and and redo it. Well, get my whole route done. I'm done for the day, and I had to swing back out there to go get a dumpster. So I'm swinging back out and I get the dumpster and I pull back down this, this side road. Cause I had to pass it anyways and go back down there and the dang thing's gone. So now I'm mad cause I left it there so I could come back and get it. Not so somebody else could wake <laughs> somebody up. Else so, somebody else could wake up at eight o'clock and go, Ooh, I'll take that. Yeah. And they did. So that sucked. Um, I mean, I get, I find stuff all the time. Every every day there's something I'm like, why are people throwing this away? Granted, I don't have anywhere to put it, so it's not like I can do anything with it except for either leave it there or throw it into the back of the truck. And if it's something that I absolutely don't need, unless it's going to be something that's like a hobby for me, I normally don't pick it up. But right. if it's something that just trips my trigger... Um, I'll leave it there. This is actually going back to the crazy thing. This is probably the craziest thing that I've had to happen. Okay. So right after I first started, I might have been here two months. I'm running my route, and this guy, it's right smack dab in the middle of the summer, and this guy decides he doesn't want his grill anymore. So this is a, I mean, the grill had to have been maybe a month old. It wasn't old. It 
barely was used. And not only was it barely used, but the guy had the wrong, the grates and the grill up the wrong way. So he had the flat surface up in the grill to where he was cooking it on the wrong side. So whenever I flipped the grates over the right way, they were brand new, never been cooked on. And I'm almost pot. This is like a five, $600 grill. And I'm almost positive the guy threw it away because the electric sl- the electric button quit working. So you have to flip the grate up and take a cigarette lighter and mm-hmm. start it up. And he, f- I mean, used it for a month and decided to throw it away. Dude, that happens every summer at least. It just blows my mind. Why would you, what kind of money do you have to have to throw away a $500 grill that's only two months old? And then I called... The company that the grill was from, and they sent me a new igniter <laughs> for free. But, um, <laughs> with, well, and I mean, you're touching on why we wanted to start the hub. You know, why we originally oh, started yeah. the hub is because we got tired of throwing away so much stuff that has no business being thrown mm-hmm. away. It's not even close to trash. It's this person's done with it. Yep. But man, I know a hundred people that could benefit, benefit from having this in their life, whatever it may be. So we set up the hub. Yep. It overran the shop last year or this year. So we closed it down. Uh, but actually, this is the first time that I'll publicly say we are actually planning on reopening the hub uh, March or April of 2019. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, so that'll be really fun. Um, and we'll be able to give our customers an alternative instead of having us pick them up in the trash truck. We're, we're a hauling company, so and you trust us with your waste. So instead mm-hmm. of picking it up in a trash truck and landfilling it, we can pick it up in a pickup truck separately, yep. bringing things back, benefit members of our community in need, oh, yeah. create value back out of the waste stream, and create I mean, that. I, I had people the whole time that the hub was open. I'd have people come out while I'm picking their trash up on the regular work week, and, <clears throat> and they'd give me handfuls of stuff. I mean, it could range from shirts to shoes to um, hoodies to silverware to plates. I mean, they'd give me anything. I mean, I got I had multiple customers on our, our regular route that yeah. I run every week come out whenever I'm picking their can up and just hand me a pile of stuff and be like, hey, can you take this to the hub? As long as it ain't too big for my truck, I definitely yeah, we can put it in the cab. It. Yeah. Yeah, you just put it in the cab, yeah. and then, and I know we actually had to run out pickup <laughs> trucks and go meet the trash truck because they had so much stuff in the cab mm-hmm. being donated to the hub. So we'd have to empty the cab back out <laughs> just so that we could, oh, yeah. uh, so that they could continue collecting more stuff. Yeah, the plus side of me is, yeah. is I don't have anybody running with me ninety percent of the time. Right. So I can just crammer. I mean, we fill her up pretty quick. Well, and that's another really cool so. thing that I always enjoyed about the country routes, um, and I think is very unique. First off, the just being a trash man, you're you don't really. I mean, like you have a boss, but you don't interact with your boss. Nope. <laughs> you're <laughs> here's your route sheet. You got to go to all of these places, do all of these jobs. You don't really communicate back and forth. It's on you to do mm-hmm. unless you have a question, which happens two, three times a day. You might talk to somebody else, uh, but other than that, you are absolutely on your own, and the trash is waiting for you. Yep. So the, it's not like the customer has to be there and you don't have to make that appointment. You're out there. That trash is waiting on you. If you hurry through your day, then you can get done a little sooner. If, if for whatever reason you're running a little slow, you just get done a little later. Yep. And that's, it's, and it's that's, up to you to set the pace of what you want and kind of run your whole day and all that kind of and stuff. And that is 100% my number one reason why I like the job. Yeah, because 
I mean, you're my best friend. I've known you since I was like way back in the day. Yeah. So, you were in middle school. Probably. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. when we, when we first, when <clears throat> you first started really getting to know who I was, I mean, I've been hanging out with your brother since I was like yeah, I guess, four. Yeah. Younger five, than five. Like since day one of us going to school together. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I only talk to you whenever I want to come by and talk to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We don't even talk that much here. Yeah, I'm what I like <laughs> about my route is that I'm a hundred percent in control of it all, but well, I'm a hundred percent in control of it every day of the week, but my day is a hundred percent revolved around me. Yeah. So I get up whenever I want to get up, which is normally earlier rather than later because I don't like running late. So and then my day-to-day is 100% revolved around me, not revolved around having a thrower. So or I go schedule out, to attend to. Yeah. I go out. I pick up my, tra- the, my trash route. Nobody else picks up my trash route. So it all depends on how fast I want to move is how fast I want to get done. And normally right. I just, I mean, I don't mess around because I like getting off earlier. Yeah. But I like the fact that it's 100% dependent upon me. So I don't have to worry about somebody waking up late. I don't have to worry about swinging by a gas station two, three times a day because this guy needs something. If, if I don't need to go, I don't. Yeah. So, uh, it, that is just one of the really unique and, and cool approaches. I think, uh, just for the waste industry, it's unique to oh, other yeah. careers, other jobs and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but then also your interaction with the customers, you know, how many customers do you talk to or, uh, communicate with while you're on route? Um, on a, on a day-to-day basis, anywhere from five to 25 people a day. Yeah. I mean, today I, I had a guy that I've been meaning to say something to the office about it for a couple of weeks now. I go to his house every, every other, I mean, I go to his house every week and for me to safely pick up the stop, I have to back up into their driveway to kind of turn around or to avoid blocking one of the main highways in the area. So I back up into their driveway and where they put their can, by the time I get all the way into their driveway and out of the road, the can's in front of the truck. So I have to get out of the truck, go up to the front of the truck, drag it all the way to the back of the truck, and then I put it back where I would like it. And then the next week I come and it's in the same spot that it was the week that I... I mean, the day that I picked it up. So there's no communication in between me and the customer unless I say something to the office to say, mm-hmm. hey, can you give this customer a call to let them know to leave their can where I would like it to be every week? Well, today I got lucky because they were out. I mean, I didn't get lucky. I was running late. So they were uh, they were out doing stuff around there. It was, a, it was a little farm. So they were out doing stuff outside. And I was like, hey, sweet. So I dump their can and then I drug it up the whole driveway for them to where I could go up there and speak with the customer and be like, Hey, you guys don't need to worry about running it all the way down to the end of the road. I can, uh, I'll put it right where you want it. And then every week you don't have to walk as far and then I can safely pick up your can every week and not have to worry about the traffic. So yeah. Yep. Just worked out. That's really cool. Yeah. How many customers do you pick up a day? Uh, it ranges. I mean like what's your Um, daily average? So daily average is roughly about 200, my, my heaviest day of the week, I think, is like 275. Um, today, I picked up 215. So yeah, it's a lot of stops. 
Yeah, it's a lot of in and out. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of climbing in and out of those yeah, trucks. The last time I started here, I think I lost like 32 pounds in the first month and a half I worked <laughs> here. So I'm hopefully going to make that happen again. <laughs> yeah, definitely get you in shape just getting out and running yeah. around. Yeah, I'm definitely not in trash shape yet. Yeah, trash shape. It's a real thing, by the way. <laughs> well, and another, uh, my always favorite time of the year to be out on the trucks is right now. I mean, the weather kind of sucks because mm-hmm. it starts to get colder. Um, you start dealing with trash frozen in the cans that creates a nightmare of problems, uh, and all the other fun stuff that goes along with it and being able to reach customers if there's snow or ice, bad weather, stuff like that. But we do live in a pretty genuine where we receive like gifts and and tips Mm -hmm. and Christmas presents and things like that. There we go. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, you always get a little bit of stuff, uh, you know, starting in, in kind of mid-December to go through that Christmas time. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's always great when the customers think about the trash man to give that little something to. Oh, yeah. You know, whether it be a couple dollar tip or a gift card or, or an actual gift. Or some customers like bake cookies and, and they'll walk them out to you and hand them mm-hmm. to you, you know, whatever. So it's really nice to feel that um, appreciation. I know. Oh, it's 100% nice. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff last year. I mean, it ranged from gift cards to 10 bucks here to um, I had a guy give me a cigar, this huge cigar that I couldn't possibly smoke. So I didn't, but I was super appreciative. So, I mean, I have, I've got the, the customers definitely appreciate what we do. Yeah. So, and we appreciate that they appreciate us because we don't see it every day. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, because out of the 200 customers, you talk to 20 on a on a busy day. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's yeah. not even, you know, 10% at the most of the customers you actually interact with and oh, communicate yeah. with. But yeah. <clears throat> less, they're, they're most of the customers we never even talk to. You know, you guys don't talk to. They talk to the office. They make their payments. Yeah. They get their bills. Uh, they call them with any questions, things like that. But direct conversation with the drivers, they don't They don't have it a whole lot. No, not. I mean, every bit of 90% does not. Right. I mean, you like you said, you're, you're lucky to get that 10% out of the the weekly, not daily, weekly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I might, like I said, I might get lucky to get anywhere from five to 15 people, but 15 people's like max. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the other things that you would like to kind of share, or maybe that you would like customers to know? Uh, um. Tie your bags. It does help when the trash is is bagged. Changes the way that the <clears throat> trash goes into the truck. It's not really a complaint because it all goes in it no matter what. But it's something that is nice if they do. Yeah. Um, well, and explain explain us to why. Because we have a semi-automated truck, so <coughs> we grab the can yep. and hook it up to the truck, and then hit the lever for the cart tipper. The cart tipper picks up the can, dumps it in. Yep. But it's basically just the trash coming out and then not blowing away. Correct. So, so the the biggest, my biggest pet peeve with an un, unbagged or untied trash bag, essentially, is so no matter what you do, you can't change after the truck essentially pulls the trash into the truck. Yeah. You can't change whenever you open it back up that a couple bags fall down. So... When you put a loose, I'm, I'm, I'm saying loose as in either just straight throwing your cup of soda into the into the trash can or somebody has an untied bag that while dumping it 
dumps all the trash out of the bag into the back of the truck. Right. So whenever I say loose, I mean, that's what I mean. So the loose trash, whenever those bags fall out of the back of the truck and fall down back into the hopper, it shoves all the loose stuff up, which until causes trash to fall out of the truck, which causes the driver to have to hand pick up trash off of the side of the road. Yeah. So Especially if, if it's it was, glass. Or it could be glass. Yeah. And glass is a nightmare. I mean, glass is an absolute nightmare. So it just adds an extra step. And if it was a bag of trash and say the truck decided it wanted to shove it out of the truck, we don't have to pick up individual napkins and little knickknacks or something of that nature. We just grab the bag like you would carry it out of your house and throw it back into the truck. So it's just a little bit more convenient and a little bit uh, uh, better on our part. Yeah. That's one of the things that I ask other people all the time is like, how can I be a better customer? And that's one of the things that I believe people really want to know is how can they be a better customer? And it's not that we have a, it's not that it's a, it's a problem. If you decide you don't want to use trash bags, I'm still going to pick your trash up. Right. I'll come get it every week. Doesn't bother me a bit. I'll be there every Tuesday. But information is pretty cheap to oh, yeah. to trade. So yeah, just like turning like um, one of the big promotions we did last year was facing the trash cans the proper way. Oh yeah, you and know? that that changes the whole day. It changes. What did I calculate? It changes. It saves seven steps. I think that it saves seven steps per can. And then the average step, I think we measured, was like two and a half feet or something like that. Uh, and it came out to be like on an in-town route, right? So not mm-hmm. out of town like what you're running, yep. but an in-town route. It was something like it saved like six miles a day per truck, you know, of, of time. And it's in it uh, or of walking distance, right, for the guy loading the trash yep. on the back of the truck. And then it saved one, uh, sorry, one hour of load time. I mean, just turning your trash cans saved us one hour, and that's two guys and a whole truck that saves us an hour and then two hours of man hours, right? Mm-hmm. So two man hours. So you're saving the truck <clears throat> and the two individuals yeah. an hour's worth of time. Exactly. Which and then you're also saving six head. miles of walking. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's boots and joints mm-hmm. and knees and, you know, everything else yeah. that go into kind of making the job a little difficult. You can cut out that, that pace just a little bit. Yeah. So the correct way uh, would be handles facing the street. So the handles that you can move your can with, when you open the lid, it would fold towards the handles. Handles facing the street. That way when the guys get there, they can just grab the handles and pull it. Yep. And then we, we also try to do the same for the customer as well. So once we dump the trash can for you, we try, if, if the situation is feasible, we right. try to face the handles on the can back toward the house for the customer. So all they got to do is so grab that it. All they have to do is grab it off of, off of the road, not in the road. Right. So if the handles are facing the road every time when we put the can back, the customer has to do the same thing we do and come into the road to right. get their trash can rather than just grabbing it off of the curb mm-hmm. and it being convenient for them. So I'm, uh, that's a big pet peeve of mine. I'm pretty crazy about it. So Can placement is a huge deal. It is a huge deal. I mean, it, it does a lot for the company and it does a lot for the perception of our company. It does a lot for the customer. I mean, it saves them time. It saves 
us time. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So well, and it's kind of weird to see a street that's lined with you know our trash cans, mm-hmm. and you you see it, uh, and it it looks good. You know what I mean? When when a street looks good with the cans and they're not all just even being angled five degrees, ten degrees, yep. each one a little different. It just looks kind of a haphazard and, and and messy. But when they're all done right and they're all facing the same way and they're all angled properly, yep. it, it just gives it a little bit of uh, cleanliness, professionalism, yep. just makes it look a little bit better. Yeah, um, I agree 100 yeah. percent. And it's just that little bit of attention to detail yep. that I think really allows us to set apart from, you know, any competition oh, or yeah. anything. And we 100% do right now, not bagging on any other company. But if, if we give the slightest bit of effort more, then it sets us apart 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah, camp placement is something definitely that we've uh, talked about and pushed on. Um, and it's something that, you know, you got to worry about the weather uh, when you get certain, <clears throat> certain cans. Uh, the shorter cans with the wheels kind of exterior yep. of the can, they stand up better and they don't blow over easier. Yep. We've tried like toter cans that are easier to stack and store and deliver because they slide in together with their wheels on. Yep. But the wheels are within the mold of the can and so they don't have the wind stability. So they tend to fall over more uh, yeah. or they can't angle. Like if, you know, not every driveway or every property that we pick up the can on is completely flat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you typically use the front of the can where the wheels are not uh, as a stopper, you know, so yep. that it doesn't roll away. Uh, Which that goes back into the into the if putting the can back the way we want to put it back right. is feasible, right. we will. But there's going back to that percentage, like just like the percentage in running into people, you might have that that ten percent that. There's no options. You have to put the can with the front of the can facing the house. Facing downhill. Yeah, facing especially. downhill because the wind blows just right. And if the wheels are facing downhill, I mean, either the can's rolling or the can's falling over. Right. And we don't want it to fall over because then the customer's got to pick it up. Right. And, I mean, that's also another thing that if you got to walk it all the way down the hill, walk it all the way down the hill. That's another thing that I try to, I try to make it as easy as possible on the customer for the situation that I have. Right. If it takes a little bit more effort on my part to, to not leave it right on the curb and to walk it 10 foot up the driveway to be able to put the can back the right way, I'll do it. doesn't bother me a bit. It's just customer satisfaction. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I like my customers to be happy. I mean, they all know who I am. So you also have experience in diesel mechanicing. I do. And you have your degree in that, and that is mm-hmm. something that you've uh, helped a little bit here in our shop, too. So that's one of the things I talk about, like with small business, is you were not a big company where everybody just has one job and you stick to this yeah. job and you do this day in and day out. Literally, we've done everything from having you, uh, you know, run the actual trash route, mm-hmm. obviously, to helping work on the trucks, using, yep. you know, your education in that level to even help paint some of the dumpsters and, oh, yeah. and all kinds I've of different done- stuff. Just about every job besides hitting some keyboards. Yeah. That's the only aspect of the job that I don't really know a whole lot about. Um, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty self-sufficient. So for example, so I was driving the truck last year and my transmission light popped up on, on the dash and then on the keypad for the transmission how you put it in drive reverse neutral so on and so forth 
uh, popped up and said, change oil. Well, I called Ray up. I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm off today. And I was like, well, I got my, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm up in St. Louis or something. I was like, eh, don't worry about it. So I stopped my route. I drove back to the shop, dropped the oil pan, changed the oil, changed the oil filter, put the oil pan back on, got it all buttoned back up, put some oil in it, turned it back on, reset the code and then I went back on a route instead of so the other guys they're they're not confident enough I'm not saying that they can't do it but they probably shouldn't well, they be doing do, it. You, well, you went to school yeah, to do they, it so. they probably shouldn't be doing <laughs> right. it but they're not at any any way shape or form capable of doing it and I didn't have to put the truck down for the day jump in another truck run my route differently than I normally would because right. that truck's completely different than the truck that I run every day. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to do any of that because I'm a little bit more self-sufficient. Not not saying that the other guys don't do more than what they should because everybody does more than what they should. So right. not because they have to, because they want to. Everybody here has a pretty good understanding and we're a pretty good team. So Yeah. Yeah, Freedom Ways has a, has a great group of individuals oh, yeah. right now. Sure. And the employees all communicate. And I know we just did the employee satisfaction survey last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually came back quite a bit better than I was expecting. Uh, so <laughs> I was pretty happy with that. I mean, I didn't think anybody was like miserable or anything, but I wasn't expecting our average to be like four and a half out of five stars. Yeah, that's good. You know, on on satisfaction. So that was, that was really great um, and cool. And I think it's only improved. And with some of the the missions and plans that I have and, and bringing the hub back and bringing some of the other things that we can bring back to benefit our community, to benefit our environment, uh, and some of the things that, you know, we'll be doing over the next couple of years. I think everybody's really excited about, and they, everybody wants to be a part of another little project, whether they want to be a part of the hub, uh, you know, they want to donate and volunteer mm-hmm. there, or they want to help with the recycling center that we have planned and, and they Pretty want to be more involved that. on those things. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's excited for, the new plan uh, as a whole and everybody's excited for individual pieces of it. I'm like, Hey, I'll help help with that part. I'm a hundred percent excited for your vision. Yeah. I I don't know where you're going with it, but I trust you. So I think it's going to be, if you're not here for the ride that you're going to be missing out. (laughs) So hundred percent. Well, cool. Yeah. And I, and I have to say we've lucked out really well with getting team members that are all kind of thinking that same way yeah. and everybody's, you know, really, yeah. really doing what we have. And we have this beautiful new office here. Yeah, it is that's legit. That's really worked out. And then now we have the driver area over in the shop. Mm-hmm. We still have to decorate uh, or fix up the old customer service office into our driver's lounge. We'll get that straightened out eventually. Yeah. Well, we only yeah. moved in here a couple weeks ago. We definitely, got, we definitely got to break a hole through the wall, though. Yes. Because the girls are going crazy. Because we don't bug them anymore. Yeah, yeah. they're going. Well, there it. is the the <laughs> construction company's coming in at some point. We've called them yeah. and told them to come do it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have the one the one way to access both sides of our shop here now. Cool. The customer service, which actually helps out a lot for the females a lot, because then they can just pop through the wall rather than having to walk all the way around the building. And be like, hey, Mike, what are you doing? Right. Or so on and so forth. So it's just gonna be a lot more convenient for sure. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, man, I don't really have much else that I can think of to go over. This was really fun. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, again, thanks, Ethan, for your work here. Um, thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.